From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. So, Penny, we talked to you about your phenomenal background and the great successes that you've had. But this segment of the show, we really want to focus on your superpower. So what is your superpower that you'd like to bring to this episode? I would like to bring my superpower of mental toughness, which is a really big subject. But mental toughness encompasses resilience, grit, bounce back ability, stickability, focus, determination. All of those things you can't see or feel or photograph are are really the things that change everybody. And I spend my life helping people to develop mental toughness. And really, I suppose I would sum mental toughness up as your ability to manage the stresses and the pressures of life. We all have them every day. Some people are bombarded with insane targets and crazy deadlines and it's just too much for some people. If you can learn to take things in your stride and not get knocked sideways by stuff, life is more easy to manage. And so my superpower is mental toughness, but it's my, really, it's my passion to reveal and help other people to develop their mental toughness. That's my superpower probably is to just help you to do the same. Just thinking, when I first heard you speak about mental toughness, I'll be honest, I Come on, those are things that are already tough in the world. I'm already dealing with a lot. Why do I need to be mentally tough? I did change my mind by the end of the talk. And and it really helped me, your advice. But for those listening now and having the initial same reaction as me, you know, why do I need to be mentally tough? Isn't it all right to take it a bit easy because times are tough? But what would your answer be to that? So I think people are interpreting mental toughness as quite macho, aggressive and rah, and it it isn't that at all. So let me just break down the elements of mental toughness, which if you see me speak very, you'll know are your sense of control you have over your life. When you're feeling out of control, it is the most awful feeling, is it not? You know, we pick our own lottery numbers because we think we have more control over whether or not we win. We, we want to flip the coin and the toss because we think we might have more chance of winning. Control is seductive and powerful and we all want control. And when we lose control, horrible. And so a part of mental toughness is, is developing and increasing your sense of control or influence over your situation. That's a good thing. It doesn't have to be what I suppose you have presumed it's kind of fearsome and you know, all those things. Really soft, gentle people are incredibly mentally tough. So increasing your sense of control, control of your emotions as well, being 100% committed. Lots of people set tasks, do nothing about them. Mentally tough people set a task and will persist. They won't give up. Um, and that's a nice feeling when you achieve something, accomplish something. Also, there's confidence. So you're, if you're a really confident person, you're more likely to build trust with people. People will more likely to do deal, you know, have dealings with you. And trust builds great relationships. And so to build confidence is really important. And we're all more capable than we think. So that's a, that's a really big part of it. And then there's seeing every challenge and setback that you face as an opportunity because we will all be bombarded with challenges till the day we, you know, we're lying six feet under. 
So let's see those challenges as opportunities. Let's get excited about what's happening with this setback. There's a nugget of gold in there. So when I talk about mental toughness and people go, oh, we're no toughy. This is really just about being more resilient, being able to bounce back from setbacks quickly. You know, I, I've got a, I've had just experienced a setback and I've bounced back quicker from this than I anticipated because I know that there's no purpose for me taking longer. I might as well back, bounce back quickly. There's not, you know, if you're up against it with, you know, I don't know, health or wealth or career or whatever, building mental toughness just makes, gives you the ability to take stuff in your stride rather than being knocked over. And that's got to be a good thing. And, you know, the world is getting tougher and tougher and uglier. And, and with Paddy, you were saying, you know, that this is about the human element, about human connection. And so mental toughness is, is all part of that. You know, it's, it's much softer than it sounds, but it, it is something you can develop that makes life more manageable, almost like you can take stuff like water off a duck's back. Wouldn't that be nice if you could? Absolutely. I was going to say, Penny, it sounds like it's an invaluable skill set to develop. But how would I develop that? If I'm at home feeling a little bit overwhelmed, yeah. are there some quick tips techniques that you would suggest? Well, you can have 365 tips in November when it's published. So when I work with people, I put them through a mental toughness assessment. It's an online thing and it gives a 15 page report on your mental toughness. So it will highlight areas that of, of bother or that are on your mind or whatever. So you might say, do you know what? I've just lost my confidence at the moment. And then we would, we could do all sorts of things, but you might say, I keep setting goals and I never get there. So your commitment is something we would talk about. So there are different tips and tasks for all of these things. So it would, it's, an, it's such a personal thing. So what was your scenario there? You felt overwhelmed. Yeah, so it could be work. So work, there is so much stuff going on and I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling a little bit under pressure. Okay, so there's the overwhelm in your head and the actual overwhelm out of your head. And it's very important to separate those. So you start writing stuff down. All the stuff that is overwhelming you with work, you just get it on a piece of paper. Weirdly, the minute it's out of your head and on the paper, it already feels more manageable. And then it's prioritizing because first things first, Paddy, and second thing, never. Because if everything is important, then nothing is. So you have to start to prioritize understand your, what's driving you, your purpose here, what's the most important, let something slide. So you start saying no is a big one. And that is, is, is such a big thing because it would very much depend specifically on what you're talking about. But that's the sort of thing you can start to do. Just empty your head. So much stuff is going on in your head that isn't actually going on out there. And we are all guilty of that. So yeah, get it, get it, get it. Start prioritizing, get it out on a piece of paper. Simple. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the sort of advice that you hear, it feels like, oh, that's just common sense. But actually, when do we ever do it? That's part of the taking action. You can think about it or, or dismiss it. But why wouldn't you just take a little bit of action, actually write it down? If it doesn't help you, that's okay. It hasn't cost you anything. But just do it. You have to start to take some action towards your outcome. <laughs> Because you will just stay overwhelmed if you don't. You will stay at the bottom of the mountain. You have to take a step 
and that would be a really useful step in my in my view. But very very much depends on the person and the issue that they're facing. I was in a, a bit of a you know overwhelming situation at work, and, and then your talk that I listened to, Penny, was like perfect timing. And one of your tips that you gave really helped snap me out of again the lull that I was in and start realizing, hey, I can take action and change things. And that tip was to do with building resilience. I don't know if you remember what I mentioned in my message to you, but it was for taking cold showers every day for a week. I tell you what, I still do it because I actually really enjoy it now. <laughs> so, okay, Vera, so I don't, know, I don't know where you heard me speak, but quite often I will set this challenge and it's to build resilience, commitment, determination. And you think, oh, taking cold shower, really? Well, don't take my word for it. Take theirs for one, but take, you know, read about Wim Hof and the, the, the benefits of cold water therapy. It's really unpleasant. But when you can practice tolerating discomfort and every day you take a cold shower, which is deeply uncomfortable, you start to manage your stress response to it. You manage to, you can manage your heart rate. You can manage the hyperventilating that you can do when the whole cold water hits you. And if you can stay there for two minutes, you will be more mentally tough afterwards than you were before because you did it. And the next day you do it. And do you know what? As you've ran out there, it gets easier and easier every day. But goodness me, does it make you feel absolutely wide awake, alive, excited. It does extraordinary things. And it's just standing under cold water. So I, I always, re- oh, I, I, I quite often recommend it. And people are like, oh, I, I can't. Well, do you want to be more resilient or don't you? I'm not asking you to, to go in a boxing ring with anyone. I'm asking you to stand under some cold water. And you are proof, Vera, that. And I'm so happy that you did it. And I'm so happy you felt the benefit. Yeah. So don't listen to me. Listen to Vera. Yeah, literally. I feel so much happier after a cold shower compared to, you know, warm shower. So definitely keep it a go, people. Well, I was just thinking about the expensive gas at the moment. And um, yes, great way to save money, right? (laughs) I, I think the closest I can think of that is when... It's a bit extreme, this one, but a number of years ago, we went to India and we went on this big pilgrimage up into the Himalayas, into the Himalayan mountains. And it was a sort of a three-day trek. And when you get right to the top, there's this big lake, which is ice water. So the, the glaciers are melting and it's tradition that you bathe in this water. And I just remember looking at that going, there's no way on earth I want to go in that water. But you get peer pressure and I eventually did. And oh my God, I've never felt anything so cold in my life. But the moments afterwards, as you dry off and you're still up there because it's freezing cold around you, I just felt so much more relaxed. And I don't know what it was. People say it's holy water. I think it was just the freezing coldness of that water that just, I don't know, kickstarted my brain and shocked it in a way that probably everything now just felt easy or easier. We're talking about the same thing. So when you're feeling down or low or whatever, do do the cold shower because it will have the same effect. And hmm. um, it's just quite hard to do it, but hard things pay back, you know. I, I would really recommend when your mood dips, do it. So Penny, you must have helped a whole bunch of people out there in terms of helping them build mental toughness. Are there any examples of people that stick out in your mind, any memorable examples of where you've really made an impact on someone's life? And would you like to share that? Well, Vera would be one. These these ones are the ones that matter to me, where I don't know, I didn't know Vera was in my audience. I didn't know Vera had, you know, taken that on board, but it made an impact on her. 
it's the little wins for me. There's actually one of the girls in an audience some months ago said she was also going to do a boxing fight and she's texted to say that she's done the fight and it was really successful and the best thing she ever did. And it's, it's those little messages that I get that make me think, oh, this is fantastic. It's people are open to to what I'm talking about, about mental stuff. So they're open to the possibilities and when they open their minds to the possibilities and try stuff, they go, oh, wow, wow. That's just the best feeling. So there isn't any particular great story, but the little messages I get on LinkedIn, the little emails I get, all I need to think, yeah, this is this is wonderful. I'm helping people. It's that thing that you talked about at the beginning. And wouldn't it be nice if everyone could cope more than they think they could? It's just a good place to be. Yeah, it's clear that you love what you're doing and also how you speak as well. You come across very confident and you've structured your talk just brilliantly. I didn't want it to end. So just wondering, for those people out there who want to get better at speaking or have more confidence, do you have any tips on that? Gosh, that's another podcast probably. Just done it a lot. The better, you, The more you do stuff, the better you get, I suppose. Um, I've got to an age where I don't really care what anyone thinks. And that's a trait of mental toughness as well. I j- it's just practice is the, is the truth and, and understanding what is it you're trying to like leave with people. You know, I have a message. I want you, I want it to be really clear at the end of my talk that the message landed with you and not to have too many messages, just, just something, one really clear thing. Mine would be that mental toughness will change everything for you if you can develop it. So it's it's a big subject because there's technical things like eye contact and pace and timing and structure and all that sort of stuff, which we haven't got time for, but just practice, practice, practice. Got it. So fast approaching end of time. I want to give you a couple of minutes, Penny, just to tell us about the upcoming book. So you mentioned there's a book that you've been working on. 365 Ways to Develop Mental Toughness. I think it's November the 9th or the 7th, can't remember. You can pre-order it on Amazon right now, but 365 Ways to Develop Mental Toughness. So you just have it by your, in the car, by your bed, in the loo, and you can just flick through, pick it up, put it down, and just, you know, one day something will land that will might help you, inspire you to do something you didn't think you could do. So it's, it's a really easy read, but you, it's not a cover to cover. It's a dip in and out thing. So I, I'm really pleased because I... I'm excited at how many people might get something good from it. Fantastic. Well, I'll definitely be checking that out. So thank you so much, Penny. And Pleasure. Vera, thank you so much as well for partnering up with me on this uh, amazing episode. And just want to give you the last word, Vera. Oh, last word. I just want to say to the people listening, please give Penny's tips a go, literally. <laughs> it can change your life. So please give the advice that you've been listening to a go. I promise Penny didn't pay Vera to say that. But. No, I did. That's very sweet. I'm just glad that it's made a difference to you, Vera. That's, that's what it's all about. <laughs>